Hey, boy. Hey. Doing? Hello. Hello. Good evening and welcome. Welcome all to want exciting episode of Big Want some Beef. candy? Um, so, got a little bit of important announcement. We cracked over 200 listeners somehow. Yeah, that's what I'm talking that means, about. That means 200 people at some point uh, started to at least listen to one of our episodes. I don't know if they finished them, but they at least started them. Does that mean that they actually turned on an episode, or did they just pull up your channel and see that you had episodes posted? No, I mean, somebody would have had to click on the episode and listen to it. That's how that metric is measured? I didn't know. And we usually only get... We were only getting about six to seven views an episode. Now we're getting ten. Really? Uh, yeah. I know that there was one episode we did where I was laughing pretty much half the episode because John was talking about that uh, night of infidelity he had with that woman. Well, and I, well he I, wasn't. I, he wasn't being in, infidelity. The woman was. Uh, takes two tango, man. Well, so I was. Uh, I, I was know, listening. I was listening listening to that episode, and I think because I had my phone plugged in and charging, Uh that it gave some really bad distortion in my voice. And, like, every other word was garbled, and there was electronic feedback. And I was like, man, that episode is ruined because I had my phone charging. Later on, we we can fix that later on. We can go back and revisit that, you know, exciting episode. Well, it's, it's just kind of tough because we got, it's kind of tough because in that episode, like you were laughing, but the audio of you laughing was cutting into people talking, and that, I think that's what that's what was cutting it because no, I, when I listened to the episode, it was an electronic sound because I had my phone plugged in and charging on the wall, and with it doing that, it gave some really bad distortion, and so I was like, man, I can't I can't hear half of what I'm saying. I, even when I wasn't laughing, I was just talking. A lot of my words were cut out, so yeah. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm not gonna charge my phone while it's on well, the app anymore. It was gold. What's our best episode so far, Sam? We got most views on. Uh, the most views is the very first one. I think me and Aaron did, John. It's just because it's been up the longest. Good, good. It's, good. it's got about twenty. Uh, we were just talking about cartoons. Well, what's the topic for tonight? Um, oh. we, what we leave off, Shane? Talking about you, what, what can catch on YouTube? Oh, so Aaron, you got to listen to this shit. <laughs> so John, John's talking last night. He's trying to say, hey, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of some things that people will watch on YouTube, like stuff that people would be into. And he's like, all I can come up with is the pour this uh, Superman sign of gasoline in my yard and set it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and then he said, well, but then I thought about like going into other people's like yards and dipping it. It's like, God damn it, John. <laughs> I, I, I think they would frown on me uh, burning JP into their, uh, into their yard. Yeah, was, that. He would frown. So, and then he wanted to put, he wanted to put gasoline on his Nerf darts and like set them on fire and shoot them from his Nerf gun. I mean that that sounds cool, but that ain't gonna fucking work. <laughs> well, those those Nerf darts, if I'm not mistaken, are like highly flammable. So I think as soon That's as what I'm get saying. A flame, you're gonna be you're gonna be trying to shoot the thing, and it's gonna melt inside the gun, and it's gonna catch on fire in your hands. You're like, why is it shooting? And bang, it's gonna. <laughs> I think the only way you make it work is if you put the flame like in front of the gun, and the dart shoots through the flame, and then you know. You're pretty bad. Small flamethrower on the front of your Nerf gun. (laughs) He will pay. Watch that jump. You could, uh, you could set a a a primed explosive on the inside, like a gunpowder capsule or or something that, uh, when you pull the trigger, impacts something, it pops. Uh, Yeah, it would hurt, but you know, like a little puff of smoke comes out. That'd be pretty pretty good. I wonder if, like, we could take, like, an M80 and stuff it in a dart and then shoot it out. No, no, don't do that shit. <laughs> you got, you got, you got, like, five seconds to shoot that Nerf dart off. <laughs> like, like, start shooting. Shoot your ass off. Uh, there's this kid that I went to school with. His name is uh, Lance. Lance is, um, he, he's a, he's a, he's an engineer. He's a lot like Tony Stark. 
I won't say he's that level of genius, but he's a very intelligent man. And I, I think right now, an iron suit and he runs around fighting crime and shit. That's not what I said. Um, he, <laughs> he's in the middle of designing an actual robot. And uh, if you want to talk about, you know, how you can get the mechanics of that to work, you'd want to talk to the guys call. Does he got a robot that can fight crime and join the I don't Avengers? Think fight crime. I, th- I think it's for like research purposes. Yeah. I, uh, he uploaded a diagnostic test and a um, analysis of the face construction, the head. Well, can the robot the shoot fire? Huh? Can his robot do yep. that? Does his robot have a flamethrower on it? Did uh, no. uh, did y'all hear that story a while back about this guy who was like a missionary, and he went to this island off the coast of India, and apparently the government has outlawed anybody going there because it's 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 inhabited by a tribe of people that like have been removed from society for like ever since they got there, and anytime an outsider shows up, they kill them. Well. He chose. He he made that decision. Sean. He thought he was gonna pull a Christopher Columbus or some shit. I don't know what he was well, thinking. Well, what he, I would think was, he, huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, he was. I'm just saying. He decided to go to that island. He knew. They said, "Hey, this is restricted. You could get hurt. Don't do it." And he decided to fly up the handlebars and decided to go do it anyway. Well, and so I was. I got to thinking. Yeah, I mean, the guy was a dumbass. There's no question. I don't know what the hell he was thinking. But I, I was thinking. You know, why not? Take one of those fancy ass robots that like can move around on their own and shit, and like put a computer on it and drop that bitch into the island and like freak all those fucking people out. Same. <laughs> they won't, I think they it's won't like laugh. some kind of god or something. No, they'll start, they'll start throwing rocks and boulders at it and shit. They won't survive that long. <laughs> well, that's why that's why we like give it like a little bit of armor plating so like the rocks just bounce off of it and they're like, what the fuck? And a flamethrower. Well, I don't know if we want to burn down the whole island. <laughs> People scared of fire, Shane. <laughs> I just think that would be cool. Like if somebody dropped a robot. Yeah, scared of fire, except for you, John. You keep wanting to play with it. That's what I'm saying. He's got some, he's got a fire bug here lately. Like John wants to let some shit burn. I don't know what's going on, but he wants to see. <laughs> let, let, let he, he's uh, he's feeling the danger. He's feeling the danger, man. He wants to he wants to live on the edge. <laughs> Well, 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 you didn't think that could be a cool YouTube thing? Let's see if we can set it on fire. And just try to it. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, that'd be cool. What what Sarah, can burn? Just Sarah different. Sarah just showed me a story of a guy who burned his whole house down trying to kill a spider with a blowtorch. Hmm. Well, That's ridiculous. Man, this is the thing that pisses me off is when people see these memes on social media and they think that, you know, it's funny to think about on the Internet and then they want to do it in real life. People, somebody saw that shit on the internet, thought it'd be cool to try. It's like, oh, I burned uh, the spider with a blowtorch, just like they said on Facebook. No, you jackass, you just burned your fucking house down because you don't know how to use a flamethrower. Why did you do that? That's what, that's what John's proposing is that we burn. Shit. I'm not saying be in the house. I'm not gonna be in my house, you know, in the corner, like starting a fire with matches and shit, you know. <laughs> I built a mini bonfire in my house, guys. Totally safe. Uh, damn it. <laughs> Well, okay, you want to talk about unsafe behavior. I guess that's going to be our topic tonight. Um, I I was with my my uh, supervisor, and I'm not going to say names, and I'm not going to say who I work for. But I was with my su- supervisor here recently, and he thought it would be a good idea to shoot off his 22 rifle in city limits. I already knew that was a problem. But he, you know, co- he didn't coerce me. He convinced me to do it, and I said, fine, yeah, let's do it. So he loaded his rifle up with 22 rounds and he had about three shells in it. And we go out into his backyard and I said, well, where are we going to shoot it? This is a rifle. This round is going to pretty much penetrate any of this crappy wood that you have. And he was convincing me that, no, no, it won't, it won't go through all the way through it. I was like, yeah, it will. It's a rifle. It's meant to shoot through stuff. And unless it's like, you know, bulletproof armor, it'll stop a 22 or, you know, a thick, thick concrete wall that'll stop a 22, but it's something like a, a piece of plywood or a car door, yeah, or a windshield, it'll go through that. It's a twenty two rifle. No, nah, man. Well, that's solid. That's solid. You ain't big that solid oak. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't having it. So he decides that he's gonna get me a target. He takes this uh piece of plywood, this crappy piece of plywood, dude, <laughs> and he makes the target on it. He puts it up against the wooden fence. So he's oh my thinking God. So, so he's thinking that he's gonna 
He's going to stop the round from going through the plywood and the fence and hitting whatever's behind there. Now, keep in mind, there's a concrete building. This happened probably a month ago. Keep in mind, there's a a concrete building behind this fence. And I know what I'm admitting to here, but just let me tell the story. Um, The concrete building behind the fence. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, I shouldn't do this, but. You know, he's going to have to learn. He's, he's going to need to see this happen to understand you can't shoot guns off in city limits. So I'm sitting there. I breathe. I pull the trigger. And not only did it go through the plywood, not only did it go through the fence, it ricocheted off the concrete ground and hit the concrete wall. And when it did that, I'm telling you, I shit you not, it sounded like a firecracker just went off right in the middle of that alley. And I don't mean like a little, you know, 180. I mean like one of those Saturn missiles that's like a foot long popped. <laughs> it was fucking loud. And so um, my supervisor, almost said his name. So my supervisor, uh, he starts to panic. He's like, Rollins, that's a business over there. You just <laughs> shut their wall. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, because it's your fault. And he's know? the one that handed you the fucking gun and said, dude. <laughs> Here, do this. Who you do think this. Is, what the fuck, man? I didn't you think you were really going to do it. <laughs> I, didn't shoot, shoot, say, I didn't say shoot straight at it. Push it sideways. It won't go through. Shoot Damn sideways. <laughs> John's got the fire bug and Aaron's got the ammo. He's ready to lock. He's locked and loaded, man. He's ready to go. Popping off rounds and sitting regular, regular demolition men going on around here. Uh oh, I think we lost Aaron, Shane. Oh, uh, yeah. He dropped out. Oh, no. okay. he'll probably be right Joe back. must go on. He knows the link. He can join back in if he needs to. Yeah, that's a word. Um, go ahead. No, I was going to say. Sorry about that. I lost connection. So, um, speaking of risky behavior, Aaron, you remember that motorcycle crash that I had? Uh, I was there, yeah, and I was laughing my ass off while you were screaming in pain. So, here's what happened, John. Uh, my dad's real big into motorcycles, right? And at the time, he was living with my Aunt Sharon and my Uncle Paul. Both of them had passed away. But they were all living together in this house, and my Uncle Paul uh, was in jail at the time, and he had a he had a motorcycle. And my dad would just, like, get on the motorcycle, like, go run errands and shit. Like, he would just haul ass on it, you know, just to go do something. I'm not talking like a young man. This was like he's in his 40s and 50s. And Six foot five, 50 pounds, riding a little Kawasaki Ninja. Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. This is a big six foot six guy with fucking overalls on riding around town in this shit. Anyways, <laughs> he, uh, he, I go over there one day. I was 16, and at the time I was working, and I got off work, and I'm over there at the house just chilling, just kind of visiting with him. I usually went over there to cut the grass, and uh, Aaron was with me, and Brittany was with me, and they were in the house playing, and dad gets on the motorcycle, and he's like, Come on, man, I'm gonna show you how to ride this. And I was like, Okay. So he, you know, walks me through the gas, the brakes, the gear shift, you know, all that shit, what to do. And he's like, okay, so all you got to do is just hop on it and go. So Hit like, the pause right, button here. real quick, Shane. Hit the pause button. I want to I put a note in here. So dad gave Shane a helmet, and me and Shane walked off so that Shane could put the helmet on. And he's trying to button it up, but he can't do it because he can't see what he's doing, and he's never put a helmet on like this before. So I said, hey, here, let me help you. And I kind of half-assed put it in there, and I told him, just for some reason, I thought this. Tug on it, see if it comes loose. It comes loose, and he says, "Thanks, Aaron. I just died." <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of foreshadowing of things to come. So, anyways, get the helmet snapped on the way it's supposed to be snapped on, and I hop on the bike, and I'm like, "All right, man, I'm, I'm gonna do this shit." So I, I slowly get on the gas, John. Probably a little too slowly, but I'm vertical and I'm going, and I'm thinking, "Hell, man! It's, all right, I got it. I got this down." And then I come up like to the first intersection, like it's a block down the road and I got to turn right. And I look, Not even the, 100 yards. I look on the, I look on the, uh, the all the, the dials and everything. And I'm like, where's the fucking switch for the turn signal? Where's the switch for the turn signal? And I was like, I, I can't remember which one the switch is. And I was like, well, I'm gonna have to stick my arm up. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going back. I'm just going to turn around <laughs> and go back. So I thought that I was putting my hand on the brake so I could slow down and turn and come back. Instead, nope. I put my hand down full gas. And like, <laughs> I went from about 10 miles an hour to 30 miles an hour. And I've jumped over the curb, the street. I went over the curb and I crashed the bike. The front of the bike hit this telephone pole and it bounced off of it and landed it into this fence 
and it flipped up into the air and then I flipped over with it and I landed flat on my back. But as I was going through the air, the handlebars of the motorcycle came around and hit me right in my nutsack. <laughs> so I'm putting it just laying on the ground and I'm like, I lost, you know, it knocked the wind out of me. So I'm trying to catch. Oh my no, breath. it didn't knock all the wind out of you because you were screaming. I, I was, I couldn't catch my breath and I had this fucking helmet on my head. And as soon as my dad comes over, he's like, are you okay? Are you okay? And he's like laughing. And like these people come out of their house. They're like, Hey man, I saw that shit, dude. You fucking wrecked it right <laughs> to the telephone pole. And like all the, you know, questionable people they went inside the house they didn't want to fuck with the police came out there they're like nope i'm out and so i'm just sitting there and as soon as i pulled the helmet off i'm like my fucking nuts i remember me Brittany, and dad running straight to shane and Brittany's panicking i'm laughing and dad's like shit he wrecked that motorcycle and so we run up there and all i'm hearing shane say is my balls oh my balls <laughs> Let me, let me tell you, so Shane gave you the first-hand account. Let me give you the third-hand account. So I'm watching Shane just trundle along, and I'm not expecting anything special to happen. I'm like, okay, he's down there at the end. Oh, dang. Oh, we lost it. Again. Right hey. when it was getting good. Oh, like man. a suspense killer right there, man. <laughs> people, people listening to this shit are going to be like, oh, fuck, what happened? But Shane, for the, before Aaron gets back, did you feel awesome, Shane, when you were on that boat cycle? You, you oh, yeah, it was badass, John. As soon as I took off, I was like, hell yeah, I got this shit. <laughs> you know? And, we're going, and you're going fast, man. Like, the wind's blowing, shit's moving by you. And I was like, yeah, man, you know, this is going to be badass. I can do this. And then, so, when you, were tur- when you were turning... You didn't go into the street and turn. You were just going to just turn, right? You just, just turn around, well, the, right? The, I was going to do a U-turn, but the problem was is that I went way too fucking fast. I didn't hit the brake. I hit the gas. And I lost all control of it at that point. I couldn't do anything because it was just – it was it was off to the races, you know? The only way I could have saved anything is if I, had, uh, if I was, like, going in a straight line and I just put my hands off the handlebars, but then I would have laid it down, and that's – that would have been worse because then I would have to scrape against the concrete. You know, this way, when I hit the curve, I landed in somebody's yard. That was a dirt yard, so I landed on, you know, dirt. I didn't uh-huh. scrape my skin. I lost it. Oh, it's okay. All right, go, well, go ahead. Go ahead and recount it, Aaron. Uh, where, did, where did you guys last hear me? Uh, you, you said you, that you, I was – I was I got on the bike and I was starting to go. Okay. So, yeah, you know, Shane was a, a big kid even back then. He was about 6'5", and – I think back then you were probably around 240, 230, because I was still in school and you weren't, you know, um, you, I think you had gotten a little bit leader in college anyway. So he's uh, he's booking it down the street and slows down at that curb. And like I said, man, it ain't even 100 yards away, so I can still kind of see him pretty well. And he, uh, you know, hits the gas and boom, bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm running, dad's running and Brittany's running and I'm laughing. Brittany's panicking, and Dad's thinking, shit, he just wrecked that fucking motorcycle. <laughs> and then Shane, when he went over that fence, he had gone through the windshield. He had bent the fork of the front wheel back into the engine and just let – it was such a bad, bad-looking wreck. I mean, I, I saw his eyes just light up as he went over that fence. And as we're running up there, like I said a second ago, man, I didn't hear Shane, Shane say anything other than, my balls, ah, my balls. <laughs> and so we went into the house. Dad picked up the motorcycle, cleaned up the little bit of a mess that he could, and Shane called in from work, and then he sat there on one of those recliners or sofas or chairs or whatever. Dad got him an ice pack, and when Shane got off, I'm just over there shitting grand snickering at Shane because he's hurt. And then Shane's sitting there with the ice pack on his crotch, he looks over at me and Brittany as he gets off the phone with Brookshire's and says, my wee-wee hurts. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was fucking black and blue, John. Shit was flowing. <laughs> I, I actually legitimately thought for the rest of my life that, that that's why it took me so long to have Roger. I was thinking, I can't have kids because of this shit. I thought, it's like, you know what? It's that fucking motorcycle crash. I can't have fucking kids. It wrecked something. It twisted up my spermatic cord. It killed my sperm count. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, thought, I thought all my sperm was dead because that fucking handlebar went right into my sex. Like, did, you tell, did you tell your dad that? Dad, you, you broke my dick. You oh, broke. I said it like three times. I was like, <laughs> fucking nuts. 
I mean, that's just, it was just painful. So and well, uh, let's let's fast forward to you going to the bathroom. We looked at it. We, yeah. We we like that guy in eight seconds. You were scared to look at it, you know, because it hurt so. Oh much. yeah, Lane Frost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't want to look at it. And then when I saw it, I was like, God damn it! You know, this is not good. This, this you cannot know, be good. Blue. It's not supposed to look that color. <laughs> and I don't like looking at them anyways. I already think they're gross. So I have to fucking examine them because they're fucking different colors. It really doesn't help the issue. So what, what, so what was black and blue? The balls or the dick? What was, what no, was the actual sack. And, and the, well, the dick, the, I don't know if my dick was or not, but I know my sack definitely was. I remember that. I remember thinking, God damn it, man. Um, How was your walking? And, I could. I was like hunched over. Like I was like I was like my legs all <laughs> Fucking hurt. Oh, that's a serious pain. What would what would do for the pain? What would do for the pain? They're oh, living at your Apparently, that's it. No, no, no Tylenol or nothing. Uh, I think I, when I got I, home, I, my mom gave me some ibuprofen, but that was it. You know, take a couple of ibuprofen. And then, like the next day during whatever sports it was, you know, coach let me have a break. Um, you know, and I, when I went back to work, I was like limping. I mean, it was bad. But a lot of people, you know, because you know, Aaron and Brittany and my dad saw it, but nobody else saw it. So you know, you when you don't see somebody fucking injured like that, you know, it's kind of like, okay, are you really hurt, or are you just kind of faking it? And I was like, no, man, I'm fucking hurt. And it's bad. It's bad. Well, and, uh, we finally back at full strength. Oh, <laughs> uh, it took about a week. Ugh, took man. about a week to get to get where you know the swelling was gone, the blue, the co- discoloration was gone, and all the scratches had, had uh, dried up. Shane's but, been uh, hurt actually several times in his life. I think the first time I heard about you getting hurt or remember you getting hurt, you ran a four wheeler over your leg. Oh yeah, you were actually there for that one. Uh, we were riding. Um, we were doing. We were at somebody's camp out, uh, like an RV camp. And <laughs> I got that. It was next to a river, and uh, me and this kid are riding on the four-wheeler, and I was riding on the back, and he was driving it. And he hit this rock, and when he hit the rock, my leg slipped off the back of the four-wheeler, and it got caught. It got caught around the wheel, and so my leg was, like, caught up into the engine. And so, like, I wasn't necessarily hurt, but I was scared that my leg was going to get cut off. So I was like, God, stop, 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 you know, cut it out. (laughs) And, like, all the people come run over there to see what's going on. The kids, he's panicked because I'm fucking panicking. So, he doesn't know what to do. And so, we popped my leg out. And, like, my leg had hit, like, the exhaust or something. So, it was all burnt up to shit. Um, it, had, like, <laughs> it had, like, green pus coming out of it and everything. Oh, and yeah. And, um, yeah, so, I was, you know, that that took, you know, I think by the next day, I was good to go. I think after that, I was fine. But I thought you had gotten a really bad bruise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I was bruised up, but it, I was walking around, like, later that night. Like, I went back in the, I went back to the, to the RV we were in, and I sat there, and I read The Hobbit. Like, I just sat there the whole time and read the entire Hobbit novel, and then the next day, I was fine. Huh. Well, the, the only one that I have, what, huh? I was going to say, that's the trip that uh, a bug had gotten into my ear, and within, like, a couple of days, it was eating on my eardrum. Shit. Did it hurt? Hell yeah, man. It felt like somebody was in a sho- had a shovel in my ear just digging. It was bad. Yeah, do? when the doctor, doctors went in, John, they had, to pull, they had to take pliers to pull that bug out of his ear. Well, what? well, it wasn't pliers. It was actually hemostats, but thank you. But <laughs> no, man, I think so, it was like it looked like little fucking pliers. And that's not what they're called. That's not what they're called, man. I've done this kind of work before. Um, you, so they went in there and they got the they had they had to flush it and kill the bug. They tried to kill the bug with like um, fire? alcoholic solution. Yeah, fire in my ear. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they tried killing the bug with an alcoholic solution. And the problem was is that um, every time they did something to the bug, it just it has these uh, front claws that it uses to dig and scrape and peel up uh, biological material with so it can eat. And it would claw into my ear even deeper. It's messed up my ear for my entire life. So it, it never retaliated. healed. <laughs> it retaliated. Uh, yeah, it did. It, did. it retaliated. It retaliated. <laughs> yeah. It was, no, it, it wasn't a retaliation. It was attacking me. 
And so <laughs> it, it just invaded my ear and stayed in there. And when, even when we tried to get it out, it was making it even worse. And so, um, you know, when they, when they flushed it, it dug deep. When they grabbed a hold of it, it dug deep. And they were c- complaining and griping at me like, you need to stop uh, clenching and you need to relax and just let us get it. And I'm like, this thing fucking is eating my ear. It hurts. I can't not. There's no way I can't clench. I got to clench because you're yanking on it. and It's biting into my ear even more. Think of a kid that's like shutting its eyes and, and squeezing like his body is tightening up his body really hard. That was me on that bed. And they finally drug that son of a bitch out. They kept it in a little plastic bottle for me to keep. And it was gross, man. It looked like a cockroach, but that's what the, the nurse said. It was an earwig, and it was uh, it was eating up the ear canal, and it was almost at my eardrum. And um, ever since then, and when I say that it felt like somebody was in my ear with a shovel digging, that's exactly what I mean. I could hear the sound because it's in my ear. I can hear the sound of that bug eating my ear. I, I don't know that it's a bug because I, I you know, I'm not, I'm a kid, and I haven't had anybody tell me what it is but I could hear that thing chewing on my ear canal, my inner ear canal as, as it was, you know, eating it. It was gross. Yeah. And it was, bad. that was rough. That was rough. Uh, yeah. On a side note, that nurse, that same nurse, uh, that, there was a time where, uh, we were out playing in our yard uh-huh. and my mom says, you know, Hey, don't be playing in that poison ivy over there. So I was like, Oh, that's poison ivy. She's like, yeah, that right there. So I grabbed it and I started chasing Aaron and Brittany around. With it. And I was like, here, I'm going to get this on you. I'm going to get it on you. And they're like, no, no, get away, get away. And I was like, no, I'm going to get it on you. And I like, you know, because I was holding it, like I got fucking poison ivy, like bad. Like I got covered in it. So we're in there in the nurse and my mom's nurse is like, why don't the rest of the kids have it? And my mom looks at it and says, because he was running around chasing after him with it, trying to get it on him. And the nurse like, well, isn't he just an idiot? <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. I, I sincerely remember that. <laughs> it's a British lady. She was she was she had a British accent in Kearns of all yeah. places. And she's like, isn't he just an idiot? Yep. You're doing dumb shit, man. You're always trying to do some dumb shit. <laughs> uh, you try you try to rig up a booby trap to where a log would fall on my head. <laughs> I think the Damn, shit man. I ever did. I think the dumbest shit I ever did, John, was I was watching some cartoon. I can't remember what it was. And the character gets like a sheet and he wraps it around his wrist. He wraps it around his ankles and he like jumps off oh, the roof and he glides, you know, he like just glides to safety. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was the summer. One. Yeah, I remember this. It's back when we had the trampoline. I climbed up our tree house and I wrapped, you know, I wrapped the, I wrapped the blanket around my wrist. I wrapped it around my ankles. I tied it real good and tight. So it wouldn't come undone. And I was like, all right, this is fucking, I'm going to hit the wind and this is going to be some cool shit. And like, as soon as I jump, man, I'm fucking hit the wind. same like, thing. Went just straight down. Like, it didn't do, yeah. it didn't catch the wind at all. It fucking didn't do down. nothing. You just hit the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sincerely thought that this was going to work too because, you know, the wind was blowing really fucking hard. And I could see the, the little, uh, the sheet that he had or whatever it was, was billowing out behind him. And I'm thinking like a parachute. This is going to catch him, and he's going to be fine. But Shane was a big-ass kid, you know? He, there's no way that wind was going to carry him. Nope. <laughs> and you're thinking, like, this is going to be so cool. And, I, and in my mind, you know, I'm a kid. I can see this happening in slow motion, so I'm tricking myself into thinking that it's working, and it didn't. <laughs> Went straight to the ground, Tom. You're going to be a flying squirrel, Shane? Just fucking just glide? Me? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess if you had like the material kites are made out of, maybe then, but you could get. Oh, some, John, at least you could catch some wind. You think that's funny? Hold on a second. You remember our uncle Justin, right? Yeah. Okay, so me and Shane, and I don't feel proud about this, but we did that's this. Fucked up, man. You're gonna tell me. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, our First uncle, all, John. Had- let me th- let me just say this to everybody. I'm a fucking asshole, okay? I did some fucked up shit. <laughs> no, wait, I, pl- I played my part in this too, man. We can't we can't sit there and put all the blame on you, man. So our Uncle Justin has muscular dystrophy, and it uh, manifested at an early age. He didn't lose complete control of his legs until his teenage years. 
but his legs were so weak to the point where, you know, he would fall over if he tripped. He couldn't sit up straight for very long. I mean, I, one time I propped him in his wheelchair, and when I popped him backwards, he fell forwards. That's how weak his, his posture was. Well, as kids, you know, our granddad had our uncle when he was 50. And that made Justin close to our age. Actually, Shane is older than Justin. He's older than our uncle. And um, can you, you guys still there? Yeah, we're here. I got to make sure the, the thing. Yeah, I got to make sure. Yeah, right. I got to make sure this thing doesn't drop because it's been dropping all day. So, um, uh, Justin, you know, he's got a, a, a legit medical condition. You know, anyway, we, we love him. We had a great time together growing up. This is just one of those moments. And like I said, man, I'm not proud about this. So we're on the trampoline and getting Justin on the trampoline in the first place was an act of Congress. Cause you know, at first Justin liked it, but as his condition got worse, he stopped liking it because his, his legs would flail around like fucking wacky inflatable arm filling tube man. <laughs> they would just fly all over the place. He couldn't control them. And so we'd be bouncing around, Justin's legs popping around. He can't do nothing about it. Knees are clacking together, feet all hitting the ground, you know, and stuff. And it was uncomfortable for him. So, but we ain't good fuck. We wanted to go out and jump on the trampoline. Justin was going to come with us. So one time, we're getting off the trampoline, and I, I don't want to take credit for this, but I think I'm the one that said it first. And Shane went along with it, and what I said was, hey, Justin, we jumped off the trampoline. Why don't you try? And Justin's like, oh, I don't think that's a good idea. And Shane's like, oh, no, come on, Justin, you can do it. And so <laughs> for the next five minutes, we're convincing him to jump off the trampoline. Now, now keep in mind, for Justin to just stand up on the trampoline was hard enough. <laughs> He had to put his head by his feet. <laughs> he had to put his head by his feet and then push his hands up in a push up motion and put his ass straight up in the air. <laughs> and that's and put his, you know, his body upright. And then he had to uh, to to spider crawl his hands backwards and sort of forced his body to stand up straight. It was like watching a fucking piece of construction <laughs> get erected into the air. And so he he haphazardly approaches the edge of the trampoline. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, Justin, just, just jump right off, dude. <laughs> we're filled with hope that he will secretly land this jump because a part of us doesn't want to accept that Justin can't do the things that we do. But the reality was, is that not only could Justin not do the things that we do, it was painful for him to even try. So he jumps off this fucking trampoline. And when I say jumps, he kind of just hops. He's got no strength in his goddamn legs. He doesn't even jump off the trampoline. He just kind of leans forward a little bit. Uh. <laughs> His feet trying to come off of it, but when he hits the ground, dude, he hit it like a fucking rag. He just collapsed. <laughs> like take, take rag, clothing, just drop it on the floor, and that's what Uncle Justin did. <laughs> pretty bad, man. Pretty bad. Mom got pretty pissed at me at that one. I think she hit me upside the head. We both got to take that one. That one's bad. The worst part about it was mom had plans to take us to the carnival that night. And, you know, now he's sitting there in agony. And so I was told, I was like, no, we still going to go to the carnival. So we just put a bunch of socks on his feet. We put the fucking socks on his feet. He's going to fucking hell. We put, like, we, put like, we put like three, four pairs of socks on Justin's feet, thinking that was going to do some shit. It didn't do damn things, but put a bunch of socks on his feet. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck we were thinking. I don't know why. We were dumb kids, man. We always did stupid shit. And we, yeah. go to the, we go to the carnival. It was one of those little shitty carnivals in the old Kmart parking lot. And uh, yeah. Justin was getting thrown around on the fucking rides. And he, the, the guys were <laughs> fucking hitting, the, hitting his ribs constantly on the metal. And, you know, just what's a man. You know, John, we, we used to love taking him to Six Flags because – we would get, you know, preferential treatment in the lines because he's in a wheelchair, man. They'd move us right up to the front. No problem. Bam. Here you go. Get in. Go on the ride. Have fun. So at first, Justin could handle it. He had enough strength. He wasn't getting thrown around. But as the disease got worse and we were still going to Six Flags, like, 
when, when we were all living together at your apartment, Shane, you, you remember you pushed Justin around and he, he had started smoking cigarettes by that time. So you ended up getting sick later. Cause as you were pushing him around, not only is it hot, but you're smelling cigarette smoke all day. It made you sick to your stomach. You went in home and threw up fucking honey bunches. Yeah. Not- I remember that. <laughs> yeah. John remembers. John remembers. He's like, my mouth as I was fucking running out of the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, God dang, it's hot, man. It's hot. God dang, it's hot, man. Really sick, man. Just a smoky, man. I got to push around. It's so damn hot. The <laughs> <laughs> shade just exploded. <laughs> man, so we didn't, we were dumbasses. None of us wore sunscreen, so we were all burned up to fuck. Oh, like, that was burnt. Yeah. Had open sores on it because it because the sun burned it so bad, like um, yeah, it blistered like, up. But yeah, um, stuff was leaking through my shirt, and like the shirt was sticking to my skin because it was so uh, bad, making it worse by the minute. But any John, there was a ride, and, and unfortunately, I, I don't think you were there with us that day. But me, Shane, and Justin all got on. I think it was the Titan, and the Titan was pretty new back then. I hadn't ridden it yet. I mean, it scared the daylights out of me because it it has this point where it stops really suddenly. Now. It goes up this really steep climb, and then it drops down really fast, and then just stops all of a sudden at the bottom. And there's this rail that kind of goes down in front of you, and uh, <laughs> it was it was me, Justin, and Shane. And uh, you know, I didn't expect this to happen, but it happened. It stopped all of a sudden at the bottom, and Justin's head catapulted forward like it was fucking launched. And he smashed his head on that rail. <laughs> he had a knot on his forehead the size of a quarter because he hit that fucking thing. I started laughing my ass off, but Shane got pissed. He's like, Aaron, stop laughing. Man, Justin, you okay? Son <laughs> of a gun. Rough, rough, rough time. Man, he hit it hard as fuck. I'm surprised he didn't break something. <laughs> yeah. You remember the uh, Justice bike? You remember that little? Oh, um, yeah, I remember Justice bike. We um we had gotten that from Mom's second marriage. Uh, he had gotten like four or five of those, and we had fun on it for a while. And then I guess I just hung on to it and brought it up there to your place. Yeah, but the battery was like fucked; like it didn't work. No, well, I mean, so you can get it once in a while, but. We didn't have any brakes or anything. We rolled that bitch down this steep ass fucking hill. Oh, what we were taking, Shane? I don't know what we were taking. Roll that bitch down a hill. You just, you just see the look on John's face when he fucking realizes he can't stop that thing. Yeah, yeah. Up to the creek. I don't know what I thought. I don't know. That was great. You have that on video, don't you? Yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah. And you can, I think you can look it up online on, uh, might be on YouTube. You might see the Adventures of Corn Kernel and Impact. Dude, that was great. Oh, okay, it won't stop. It won't stop. <laughs> John looking all serious like, oh, shit. I don't stop this thing. I can't stop it. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm on this, the, to the bushes or something. And Shane's yeah. halfway crashed. Yeah, we were getting, we were get, I was starting to get braver. As the more we rode on it, I was getting more comfortable. And I was like, I'm going to have this really fucking steep hill. And like as soon as I start going down it, I was, I start. I, you can hear this on the camera. Like, oh boy, oh boy, that's a bad idea. Bad idea. And like, I fucking like, whoosh, I just whoosh right past there and fucking hit the grass, and I fucking fell off the bike, and I'm rolling in the fucking bushes. And John's mom's, John's mom's over there just fucking laughing her ass off. <laughs> it was the justice bike. Justice bike. Yeah, we called it the justice bike. Like, the uh, color scheme of the American flag. Yeah, and I was dressed so, up like uh, a fucking. You actually kid. own that bike? No, nah, yeah. we got rid of it. Well, it was mine, but yeah, we it ended up being a piece of shit. Um, I remember. I remember one time lightning a lightning storm happened and it started like lighting up. It started working for like a second. Yeah, that it was, was weird. Kept conducting electricity and charged up a little bit. We're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like they, they just came to life a damn. Uh, yeah, what's that car? What's that car's name? Caroline or shit? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Christine. Christine's came yeah. like fucking Christine. You know. Yeah, it was a good movie. You, you seen that movie, Christine? Aaron? Yeah. That's yeah, good. Good movie. I remember there was something that me and my friends did as children that was really dangerous. Uh, Wally, um, Shane, you you probably remember Wally. He was into some weird shit growing up. He um, he loved to build ramps, 
and he loved to ride his bikes over ramps. And, you know, back when Wally was in middle school, his uh, grandparents had a lot of money and they got him a lot of gifts. So he always had a nice bicycle. It's fun I'm trying to make. And um, I remember Troy Price, he came down from the end of the street that we lived on and he wanted to hit one of those ramps. And when Troy at the time got on that bike, the bike was only about five, 10 pounds. It was a light frame. And Troy was probably only 30 or 40 pounds. But when he pulled his ass off, that bike took off, man. He must have been going like 15, 20 miles an hour on that bicycle. And he hit Wally's ramp and got more air than any kid on any bike I've ever seen. He flew. But he didn't come down very well. There's actually a crack in the cement that I checked like six years ago. It was still there from where his handlebar hit. No, not the handlebar. The um, the pegs that go on your wheels so that you can grind on rails and shit. One of those pegs hit the asphalt, and that's where Detroit Price almost broke his goddamn arm. Yeah, there was this kid that lived down the road from us when we were real little. And his name was Charles, and uh, Charles P. And Charles was okay, like in, in spurts, John. Like I could play with Charles like for like four hours, but I got tired of playing with him. Like I didn't want to play with him after a while because he's, he's a dumbass. So after a while, he just got kind of get fed up. So what I would do is I would, when he would go, when I when I went over to his house to sleep over, I was like, I really don't want to play with this fucker tomorrow. I want to watch cartoons. I'm just gonna go home. And I would sneak out at night and go back to my, and that's something like I'm six years old, John, like six or seven in the middle of the night, I'm sneaking out of this dude's house and going home. And, um, so one day after I did this, he comes by and he's like, what'd you leave my house for, man? And I was like, I just wanted to go home. And he's like, you could, you could have just stayed. We could have played. And I was like, no, I just want to go home. And he's like, well, you want to go play now? And I'm like, no, I don't want to play. And he's like, come on, man, let's go, let's go, let's go ride our bikes. And I was like, no. And I grabbed this stick, John. I took this stick and I threw it in between his tires. <laughs> he fucking flipped like right there on the street. And he's like, what the hell, man? Why did you do that? Like, and went home all the way crying because he landed on the concrete. And I, was, I was like, I told you I didn't want to play with you, man. <laughs> this is fucking brutal, man. Just brutal shit. You know how it felt for me and Darren. That's how I felt with that motherfucker. Come over to my house, man. No. Um, there, there were times where I was hiding under the bed to just so that whenever he came in the house, he wouldn't fucking find me. Because he wouldn't take no for an answer. Every time I'm telling him, nah, man, I can't. It's like, no, nah, come on. No, nah, man, I can't. No, nah, man, come on. And after about 10 times of him asking me, he's like, fine, I'll go. Yeah. 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 I feel you. Did, you ever, did any of y'all ever get hurt, John? Any of y'all ever get We always yeah, got hurt. Say, we did that shit all the time. We lived down in the country. We just throw rocks at each other because it was fun. Or <laughs> we take two angry, we take two cats and throw them in a, in a, a blanket because, you know, cats don't like each other. So mm. and they get bad and we let them go and see who they would scratch, you Damn. know. <laughs> I think yeah. uh, the thing I remember you saying uh, about y'all growing up, John, was when Daniel used to wait for you to come home with a stick and as soon as you opened the door, he'd hit you God, with it. Man, Daniel's favorite <laughs> fucking game was. I feel, I feel like they would stand there for hours, wait for me to walk by, and just nail me in the back of the leg with a damn broom. <laughs> All the damn time, man. He loved doing that shit. The most I saw John get fucked up, man, was in sports. There's, there was two times, John, that John got really – fucking hurt in sports uh one of them ended his career and it wasn't it was very anticlimactic he we were we weren't even wearing pads it was a no pad day and justin kirkendall and was going up against john like the way we were lined up and we were supposed to be just going through the motions but kirkendall always gave 110 percent, i guess and fucking hit john's knee and john was out like john that was it john never played football again and uh, I remember they had to they had to call him off in that gator, and we were like, "Well, that's it for John." <laughs> we never saw him. We never suited up again after that. That was that God was dang it. that. Yeah, broke my ACL. Yeah, man, that fucking shit hurt, man. You know, I was oh. fucking pain, man. That's a the pain other time. Right there. The other time I saw John got hurt was during a game, 
And we had this move. We had this play that the coach liked to run a lot. It was called the counter tray. And on the counter tray, what you were supposed to do is your two, your two offensive linemen on the right are supposed to run around to the other side and create like a little wall for your running back to run behind them, to, to run beside them. And you just kind of like wall it off. So it requires the way coach would describe it. You had to pull and seal. So yeah. you turn, you pivot, and then you pull around, and then you seal the hole. So you have to go all the way around everybody else, and then anything that comes your way that's not on your team, you're supposed to stop. Okay. So <laughs> the, <laughs> the problem was the way coach told us to do this was, was fucking hard to understand. It was like left was the odd numbers, right was the even numbers. So if he called the even number, that means the right team was supposed the right side was supposed to go. If you called the odd numbers, then, you know, the left side's supposed to go. So you fucking – it would get confusing because you wouldn't know which side to go. And fucking – it was John and it was Zach Jones on either – opposite sides of each other. And they called the play. <laughs> the ball snapped. And both John and Zach at the same time, full speed, run right into each other and knock each other fucking out. Just bam. Instant collision. <laughs> and, like, when, when we're sitting on – when we're reviewing the film footage, like – Coach like re- rewinds that like three or four times and like zooms in on it and like look at this. <laughs> like that's the hardest hit you guys ever you guys ever landed. It was on each other. The hardest fucking hit you ever did. <laughs> oh my god, hey man. And the point with that is though, I I think more of my feelings were hurt when I was laying there. I feel like I could hear everybody laughing. Everybody <laughs> was laughing. Yeah, they they both hit that. the fucking ground, man. It's like they hit each other so hard, they both hit the ground. I remember shit. this, man. I remember hearing about it too. I just wanted to lay there. No, I don't want to get up. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I don't want to get up. They called the play so damn fast. I didn't even hear the play. So I just went with it, and that's what happened. You know, it was, it was, Smash. you know, for. <laughs> For us, you know, football was kind of tough because we just didn't know the sport very well. I mean, we, we grew up in baseball. And for us to jump into football mode, it was challenging, you know, to understand the plays and all that business. And, uh, you know, yeah, there was, so there was one time. All year. Like, yeah, thanks, Coach. Thank you. Yeah, that's what he said. He rolled in. He's like, look at He's like, if you, if you had only hit the other team that hard, imagine what, how good we would be. Yeah. There was another play uh, where <laughs> – we got we got into a bad habit of we were jumping off sides before the ball was snapped, and so one of the coaches started telling us he was like, "You you just freeze, don't move, just stay there." And so Daniel had jumped the gun, and so the coach pulls Daniel aside. He's like, "Daniel, you stay on the line, just freeze, don't move, stay on there." So we go to the next play. The ball snapped. You know, we run all the way down the field. You know, it's a touchdown or whatever. And they go back to review the footage, and fucking Daniel is still there, like at the front of the line. Like he never moved. Like we we already scored. The play was fucking over. But coach told him to freeze. So like Daniel is just right there, ready to go, and like never moved an inch. I bet that guy. Was, I bet that guy was confused as hell. What, what the fuck's he well, doing? What's he doing? The thing is, is like when you look back and you still see him there, you're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> you know, Daniel? Uh, Why do kids just have a moment where he ain't doing nothing? <laughs> the, while we're on the subject of athletics, I got to talk about John's fucking run. I can't. We can't talk about sports and not bring up. Oh man, I don't know what coach is thinking that day. No. So let me set it up. Got it. Let me say that for you, Aaron. You remember? Did you ever go on any of the track meets that we used to go on when we were kids? Uh, yeah, I ran track. So John, John was on the discus team. So what I'm saying is, like, John's primary role was to stand in this ring, bend down, and throw a fucking wooden disc as hard as he could fucking throw. Didn't you do that? That's his job. That's all he had to do for the whole trip, the whole three- or four-hour thing, is just stand you did that in this too, ring and throw a disc. Okay. So we're on the bus drive, and, you know, we're kind of just goofing around, and the coach gets there. And he starts realizing, like, the students that he has on the bus, the players, it's not enough to run all the events that are happening today. So he looks around, and he's like, guys, somebody's got to run the, the mile. Somebody's got to run the mile relay. We don't – or what was the 1600? It was just a 1600 race. So that's 
No, it was eight laps around the track. It was like eight laps, right? Eight, eight, two mile. Yes, yeah. it, it was the two mile run. And yeah, had, they had nobody lined up for the two mile run. Well, John, since his only job was to throw the disc that day, they're like, "Well, John, I guess you're going to have to do it." <laughs> and so they get ready, and you know the races have been going on all day, and the the big that that race is kind of towards the end, but it's not the last race because they have the exciting races at the very end. The relay. So, the next race after John's was supposed to be the hurdles. And so they start the, they start the, they start the race, you know, the guns fired and they all take off and John's keeping pretty good pace, Aaron. Like he's, you know, he's with the crowd, you know, he's kind of going and then uh, they get around the first lap and, you know, John's starting to get a little, a little bit behind. And then, you know, the second, third lap, uh, John's kind of on his own back there. And then on the fourth and fifth lap, the first dude laps. Yep. Yep. And then the rest of the guys start laughing. Yep. <laughs> and John still and then you get to the point where the fucking race is over. Like everybody else is done. John's still out there on the fucking track trying to get around the corner. And they started putting the fucking hurdles up because they thought everybody was done. And the announcer had to get on the PA. And we're all standing there like trying to cheer John on, you know, giving him shit. Like, come on, John, you can do it. You can do it. Like at this point, there's no fuck he could have just walked off and nobody would have known. <laughs> I could have. We're cheering him on, and we're like, come on, John, you got this shit. You got it. Come on, Dan, just finish it. And the announcer comes on the PA screen, and like, as soon as we say that, and he says, please clear the track. There is still a runner on the track. There is still a runner on the track. Please clear. And, like, we're all just, like, busting out laughing. <laughs> so, when I, the other night when I said I'd seen John run before, that's what I was referring to. I've actually seen him. I'm not saying I would have done better. I I would have just quit. I would have just walked off. I in that instance, that's how that played out. Yeah. Yeah. God yeah. dang, man. Just total embarrassment. Like, all right, just finish a stupid lap and uh, we'll be done. Come on. Come on. There's still a runner on the track. All right. Thanks, asshole. That, thank you. No, it was looking right at me. <laughs> <laughs> but how'd, how'd you feel after that run, John? Like, were you exhausted or what? what? Yeah, I was fucking tired, Shane. That's one of the fucking Gatorade or something. I was, I was tired. You know, I was embarrassed. You know, <laughs> coach is trying to tell me, like, no, you finished. It's all that matters. You finished. Yeah. Bobcat, you finished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Yeah. The memories you remember, though. Didn't y'all, didn't y'all wreck a car one time? Didn't Daniel, like, uh, like ride a car straight into a ditch? <laughs> Uh, yes and no. Well, yeah, no, Daniel did because <laughs> what happened was that the city had just that the city had just laid out brand new gravel down. You know, they brand spanking new stuff, and we were just heading home. And Daniel, I guess you know we don't pay attention. We just took that turn and we just were straight sideways into a ditch. <laughs> and I remember Dale was uh, so in shock that he just stayed there holding the steering wheel sideways. He just holding the steering wheel like. Daniel, 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 it's okay, Daniel. We're okay. How do we get out? I don't know how to fucking get out because there's so much block. All we can do is go out the side, start sticking up ass in the air, you know. We had to climb out of there and grandpa had to come pull us out of there, you know. So, yeah, Daniel's do good under pressure a lot sometimes. So, damn it, boy. Yeah, you know, he's, you know, he, he held on to that steering wheel. They know what's going on, but he held on to it though. But yeah, another time I, I hurt my wrist real bad was uh, one of those parties we were having. You remember that that junky apartment we were living in in Corsicana? Yeah, we have we were having a mini party over there, and um, Eddie and Jacob were over, and they were getting ready to leave. And they were like, "All right, party's done." Well, I was drunk, and I was like, "Nobody's fucking leaving. We're still going to party." And they're like, no, nah, man, we're done for that. I'm like, no, nobody's fucking leaving. So I jumped on the side of Eddie's truck. I was like, I'm not going anywhere. We're not fucking leaving. And like, Eddie just hit the gas and I fell off and like landed straight on my wrist. <laughs> did someone, did somebody jump out the window, Shane? Because someone said the cops were coming. Did someone jump out the window of your apartment? Yeah. So we, <laughs> we pulled this prank where we were going to, we we're going to see how people reacted if we, if we did like a little drill. And uh, we, we opened this window. For some reason, we had the window open, so it was like it wasn't. It was fucking obvious what we were doing. So the window was open, and we had like four or five people over. And then the joke was supposed to be one of us supposed to come in and say, "The cops are coming, y'all! Hurry, you know, hide the beer." So 
They come in and like we all say, "Oh shit, the cops are here!" And like everybody fucking jumped out that damn window, <laughs> just went right through, just vaulted through that bitch. I'm like, what and, the uh, hell? Yeah. There was one time. There was one time when uh, do what? Like I was like, you told me like everyone just jumped out the window. Yeah, they all just were. They were all sitting there waiting by the damn fucking AC fan outside. I'm they're fucking laughing my ass off, you know. Um, and then there was another time when uh, there's, you know, I was I was roommates. It was me. It was Jeff Combs, and it was uh, this girl I was dating, Emily. And we were all living in the apartment together. Oh, uh, Emily. Yeah, she was a bitch. And so, I'm, okay, well, she was nice. I mean, she's okay. I mean, whatever. It was complicated. <laughs> uh, anyway, she's not gonna listen to this shit. Well, she wouldn't care. She knows she was crazy. You're not crazy if you know you're crazy. That's, that's, you know, she hit me. So, um, but anyways, so this girl, I guess, found out that this girl that J- Jeffrey like messed around with in high school, but he wasn't really into her. I guess she found out that, that he was staying there, like, through the grapevine, because we were having all these damn parties. So she showed up, hoping to, like, reconnect with Jeffrey. And, uh, you know, he, he she comes up and rings the, knocks on the door, and Jeffrey goes up and looks through the uh, peephole and sees her. And, like, he looks back to me and Emily, and we're just sitting on the couch watching, you know, fucking stupid TV shows or whatever. And he looks back at us, he's like, Woo! And like he just turns around and runs and fucking jumps out the back window of my fucking room and like all that. <laughs> so I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? So I answer the door because she keeps knocking because she heard him say woo and then fucking run off. So I open the door. She's like, hey, uh, does Jeff Combs live here? And I'm like, oh, you know, he just missed him. He just left. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, I was just trying to talk to him, see what he was up to. And I was like, well, tell him you stopped by. Just uh, let me get your phone number, and I'll I'll tell him to give you a call. And she's like, okay. He just and stepped. And you're all smiling and shit because you know where Jeff went. <laughs> yeah, he was he was tied. He was he was crouched down behind my window, waiting <laughs> to see the hear the fucking door shut so he could jump back through. So she wouldn't. But you know, John Shane showed his true colors in that moment to his friend. That's what you call a fucking wingman. <laughs> <laughs> He saved Jeff's he, bacon. He was. He was. Well, you know, I should have done. I should have said, "Is oh yeah, he just yeah, he, he, like he just jumped out the window. He's trying to avoid you." That's what I should have fucking said. No, we, we, well, that, an asshole. But you were. That's what it feels like to be a good friend in that moment, Shane. Don't get all pissy because you didn't have an opportunity to be a dick and you didn't take it. <laughs> you, you, you would have pulled it inside. Say, no, come, come in. No, let me tell him you stop by. It was no. <laughs> Yeah, have a team. Wait for him to come back. I'm sure he'll be back any minute now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I should have did. Make him sweat it. Like, fuck, man. Oh, uh, yeah. Shane, good time. Do it. Well, you know, there's a story about, uh, I think it was Jeff Shane when you were in school and Jeff got caught cheating on a paper and he tried to get you to save him. And you're like, I don't know what to do, man. I'm not helping you. <laughs> yeah, he fucking, so the, he got caught cheating. And the teacher, it was uh, uh, Jodan Kilcrease, and our ag teacher, and he catches Jeff, like, red-handed, fucking cheating. Like, I mean, it's plain as day. So when he comes up to him and he's like, Jeffrey, um, what, what's going on here? He looks over at me, and he's got this shitting grin on his face. He's like, Shane, what are you doing to my nose? So I was like, hey, motherfucker, I'm not involved in this, you know? <laughs> this is all you. It wasn't even that hard of a test. It was just, like, identify the types of grass and bullshit like that. It was super easy. <laughs> and... Not for Jeff Cone. Well, it was, it was the final. He just didn't want to fucking work for it. He just wanted to copy my answers. And uh, it, it didn't really hurt his grade. He still got an A in the class. I mean, even though it was the final, he, his GPA was already so high. It didn't matter. But, yeah, it was uh, some rat shit, man. And, 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 like, fucking six years later, I ran into Joe Dan at the, at the Walmart one time, and he's like, uh, oh, yeah, you remember your old pal Jeffrey when he – when he threw you under the bus and he's cheating on that test. And I was like, yeah, I actually live with him right now. And he's like, whoa, I'm surprised that's happened. I was like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> damn. Yeah. It's always going to be there. Well, I'm glad we, uh, I'm glad we broke uh, 200 listeners. I think that's Hell good. yeah, man. Thank you to all the listeners. Thank y'all. Oh, we didn't, like, uh, 
You know, I want to know how people talk about this in conversation because, you know, they got to call the the podcast by its title. Yeah. Oh, Big Beefing? Big Beefing. So you got 200 people out there saying that shit now. (laughs) (laughs) Mission accomplished, motherfucker. I I saw this this podcast. They call themselves Big Beefing. Beefing? Hey man, you gotta listen to this channel. It's these three jackasses that are cutting up the whole time, and it's called Big Beefing. What, <laughs> what they talk about? Bullshit. It's, about bullshit. <laughs> it's, a, it's a perfect conversation starter for any occasion. You can be at the house with your family. It's like, hey, you guys gotta listen to this Big Beefing channel. <laughs> what do you call it? Every, Big Beefing. <laughs> every conversation goes sideways. Every time they start a conversation. And they'll fucking end up somewhere else real quick. <laughs> they got the attention span of gerbils. They pay attention for five minutes and they're on to something else. <laughs> well, the, well, no, you know, I think we're going to the accident-prone topic tonight. I think we actually stayed on target more or less. Well, yeah. No, no, it's we're all over the place. Accidents and, you know, that's, that's the funny stuff. You know? yeah, yeah, but, you know, we're talking about all the danger that we've been involved with, like ways that we've gotten hurt or hurt someone else or talked someone into getting hurt. Oh, illegally firing firearms in a city limit, you know. That was dangerous, yeah. yeah. If somebody had been on the other side of that bullet. <laughs> well, I got to, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up with the most dangerous story that I can remember, like in, okay. Okay. in my adult life. I was uh John, you you'll remember these guys. It's okay to say their names because I don't care if they listen to this or not. But it, it happened when I was working at Walmart and um I was in the hardware department and my manager's name at the time, the department manager was his name was Chad. And, and Chad was really good friends with this guy named Jose. And Chad and Jose, their favorite thing to do during lunch was to run to one of the strip clubs in Arlington. There was this, there was a couple of strip clubs that they always hit up, like, regularly. And they would go on a pretty regular basis. Well, after a while, I was like, man, it looks like you guys are having a good time. I'd like to go with you all. And Chad was like, oh, you want to go with us? And I was like, yeah, man, I want to go. Like, well, come on, big Shane, let's, let's go get drunk. So we had to sneak the beers in because we were cheap bastards. So I got, like three beers tucked into my jeans and one of the waitresses is like, well, I, didn't, I don't remember bringing you a beer, hon. And it's like, oh, no, no, yeah, you did, you did. It's fine. Uh, yeah, we're all good. Anyways, <laughs> we're fucking, you know, now here's, here's the problem, Aaron. What I would do is I would leave, I would leave work. I remember. To go, to go on my lunch break and then I, when I would get back, I would clock out for my lunch period. <laughs> And I'd be gone for an extra hour, you know, and I'd say, well, I was yep. on my lunch break. Or I would, yep. I would go back to work, and then I would come clock out, and I'd say, well, that's where I was doing during that time. But I didn't want to. You told me I was, weird I was 17 years old hearing about your illicit activities. Anyways, so we're at the strip club, and I'm on the clock. I mean, I'm getting paid for this shit. And I know. <laughs> after we're done, uh, Chad's like, uh, I'm going to stay. And we're like, but I, I got I to go back to work, y'all. I haven't. I didn't want to tell them that I'd never clocked out because I didn't want to get in trouble, but I was like, I need, I got to go back. I got some things there that I got to get. Somebody needs to take me back to the store. And I'm starting to get nervous as fuck because it's starting to take, you know, we've been there for a couple of hours now. And uh, Big Jim would rat me out in a heartbeat if he could. So uh, Jose's like, it's all right, Shane. I got you, man. You can, you can ride with me. So, but he's like, I got to make a stop before we get there. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Whatever, man. So I get in the van with him, and we drive to this house. We get out, and he's like, well, come on in, man, but just just be cool. Don't don't say anything. Just sit there and, and just be real cool, man. Just don't talk. And I was like, okay, I, I don't know what's going on. And we go in, and there's these two big-ass fucking pit bulls, like, just foaming at the mouth. And I'm sitting there in the living room with these big-ass fucking dogs looking at me. And I'm like, oh, this doesn't feel right. And he goes upstairs with this chick. She comes out of nowhere. And she's like, what's going on? And he's like, hey, you got that thing for me? And she's like, yeah, uh, come upstairs. So they go upstairs. They're like gone for like 20 minutes. I'm like, fuck, man, I got to get to work. And I don't know what the hell they're doing. So he comes back and he's like, come on, we got to go now. And I was like, all right. Oh, Aaron checked out. I'm going to finish the story. Go ahead. Um, So I get back out and I get in Jose's van and we're driving. And he's like, hey, man, um, before I drop you off, I got to go pick up my kids. And I was like, fuck, dude, I got to get back to work. And he's like, it's all right, man. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. Just just let me go pick up my kids real quick. So we're driving, and we're, like, in the middle of Arlington, John. We're, like, dead straight in the middle. And uh, he pulls out this little baggie, 
and it's a bag of cocaine. And he lays the cocaine out across the steering wheel. And I'm sitting there thinking, this is it, man. I'm fucking going to prison. I'm going to prison right now. This is the end of my life. My college career is over. I'm going to go to prison. I'm never going to, I'm never going to have a good job. I'm going to be a bum. And it's all because of this shit right now. So I started thinking, like, I'm just going to open the door, and I'm going to jump. I'm going to open the door of the car, and I'm jumping out. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it right now. It's like when he's going to hit the brake in a second. So as soon as he slows down, I'm going to tuck and roll and just hope for the best. <laughs> so he, he, he snorts the line of cocaine up. We go pick up his kids. At this point, his eyes are fucking bloodshot red because he's high. He drops me off at work. And I'd never been so scared in my whole life. I was just fucking panicked. Like my adrenaline was through the roof. I just knew that, that we were going to get pulled over. Thank God we didn't. I mean, he would have blamed it all on me, you know. I mean, that's what drug people do. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's and right. that was the last time I went to the strip club uh, with those two. <laughs> God dang, man, that's that's too much. That's too much well, for a lunch hour. They eventually, they eventually got, they eventually got fired because somebody reported them for showing up to work high all the time. You could tell they were high because they would come in work and they drug through it, and they go to lunch and they come back and they're like super energetic, like very excited, and with laughing at everything. So you know. Anyways, I, I thought one had tried to get help and they didn't fire. I, I can't remember. I know one that they were trying to they confessed and they were trying to get help and they still fucked up and yeah. got fired, you know. Yeah, so but, anyways, I, I guess that's gonna be it for Big Beef. And I figure we just ended on cocaine. Oh, yeah, you know, Eddie's always better with cocaine involved. <laughs> <laughs> just put a little cocaine on it. That's what I should have put on my balls when I fucking got when I crashed that motorcycle. So you think that would help? Look. Sprinkle it on there. I don't know at that point. I would have tried anything because I was in some fucking misery. So I can't. I can't even imagine what that felt like. I can't imagine what your boss hit by a. You know, I don't know. I don't know how fast you're going. How fast you stopped. Your balls stopped going. You know, your balls hurt so bad. Your back fucking hurts, man. It's like the pain goes through your spine. It's it's just misery. So, but yeah, I guess we're gonna wrap this up tonight. Thank you to our 200 listeners. Thank you to our ball story. <laughs> yeah, we, we made it. We're making it. We're, we're making it big on Big Beefing. All right. Big Beefing, go ahead and cut it, Shane. All right, Shane. You want to say goodbye? Right. Goodbye, everybody. All right. Have a good one, Shane. All right.